You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are back following a spirited UFC Vegas 71 card where we had a main event that left some folks saying, hey, that guy is an absolute monster. While most others said, what the hell is that guy doing? (laughs) More on that in a moment, but the matchmaking crowns return this week. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, my best friend, and the Balky Bartakamos to my Larry Appleton, although we're not cousins, nor are we perfect strangers, Alexander Kaylee. Hello, oh, AK. So flattering. So flattering, my best friend. Might I add, you're looking fantastic after your, your uh, CrossFit adventures this weekend. I'm so sore, dude. It took me like <laughs> it took me like ten minutes to get out of bed this morning. That's a good sore though. That's a good that's the sore. That's the sore that you know you're alive. <laughs> that's not just me waking up old man sore. That's an an accomplished soreness. Yes, it's a it's a good soreness. My wife's like, I don't even know how you're walking around right now. But uh, it was a good day. Uh, Very challenging. The the workouts were tough. The second workout, I was like, all right, this one's not that bad. And I realized it wasn't just one go through. It's just you had to do as many of these things in 12 minutes as you possibly could. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And it was like 90 degrees outside, which didn't help either. Um but I, I, you know, I, I think we did okay. I'm sunburnt. I have tan lines everywhere. Successful day, okay. Successful day. I feel like uh, Anson Gibb after Kingpin boxing last night. Wow, what a reference! What you are, <laughs> you have your pull, your finger on the pulse of combat sports today. Let me tell you something because we got Misfits boxing on Friday, we had Kingpin boxing on Saturday. <laughs> you and I, we should tell you before the show, we were doing a little mini ought uh, no. For influencer boxing. 
And we need to see this dream match between uh, Kingpin's Winderson Nunez. I call him Kingpin's Winderson Nunez. There's a whole bunch of listeners there. I'm sure like, Kingpin, like, he's one of the most famous YouTubers in the world, dude. He's not just some Kingpin boxer. I get it. All right. I'm aware he's super, super famous. I understand. I had no idea who he was before he started celebrity boxing. I'm sorry. And, um, and we need Salt Poppy. And we were talking about it. We said they're apparently close within range. I think both guys, both guys have a fight book. Salt Poppy fighting uh, Anthony Taylor. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, um, Winderson's in this tournament for Kingpin, but man, when that's over, 2024, the 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 the, the rights the 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 rights to to uh, get this fight are going to be, I don't know, man, it's going to be a that's going to be a fight in itself. Everyone's going to want a piece of this. I want to like get a loan and make this fight happen. Yeah, because it would be gigantic. We're it's not even no being brainer. sarcastic. I think people, I, I, I get, I we don't talk a lot of influencer boxing on this show. Maybe that's why people like it. But I mean, there was just so much this weekend, and it's becoming. Honestly, some of these cards are just so entertaining in a junk food way. Uh, you can't help but talk about it. And I, we're not being sarcastic. Like, Salt Poppy versus Winderson Nunez will be one of the 10 biggest fights of 2024 if, this, if they're able to make it happen. It's that, it's that like, most highly anticipated fights. And they're both skilled. Like, they're probably the two yeah. most skilled actual boxers in all of this. Like... You know, I, Jake Paul is obviously somewhat skilled because, I mean, he's taking this very seriously. But these two guys are really good. The Winderson Nunes win, I was like, holy shit, this dude might be the best of all of them. But I don't know. He has 39 million followers on That's Instagram. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's insane. That's I don't even know how many more times of followers he has than I do. It's like <laughs> 390 million, like, time, yeah. I don't know, million times more than I do. I don't know. <laughs> but it's wild. But. That is influencer boxing. Yes. It'll, this is just going to continue to go from a snowball to a snowman to an avalanche over the next few years. This is, isn't going away anytime soon, just like the UFC not leaving the apex anytime oh. soon. So let's begin with the UFC's return uh, to the apex, the main event between Curtis Blades and Sergey Pavlovich. My breakdown on this fight was pretty simple, AK. Curtis Blades pretty much needs to wrestle from the moment this fight starts, and if he does that, he will win this fight. Yes, we know his striking is improved, but once in a while, the Curtis Blades who wants to to show the doubters that he can strike with the elite strikers, we needed this guy to stay home. Curtis Blades betters needed that guy to stay home, maybe do a CrossFit competition, and just be so sore that he didn't even show up to the Apex on Saturday. Just go out there and take the dude down ASAP because otherwise what happened last night is going to happen in the fight. Now, I am not a fighter. I get that. Curtis Blades was given credit for one takedown attempt, and that was a desperation attempt after he tried to box with Sergei Pavlovich for like two and a half minutes, and he was getting the boots put to him. He was getting hurt. He was getting stung. Everything Sergey Pavlovich threw seemed to land. I just don't get the strategy, AK. And now Curtis Blades is never going to fight for a UFC title. Unless he somehow drops to 205, and he was like 263 and a half heading into this fight, I believe. He's just not fighting for a title now. This strategy that he does every so often, I just don't understand it. But Sergey Pavlovich, he just might fight for a title, AK. Can't put the blame on Pavlovich. He was just like, oh, this is what we're doing? Okay, thank you. I will do exactly that. Pavlovich wins. He's a monster. What is next for him? Hashtag uh, keep the martial arts apart. 
First of all, Curtis Blades is right there. It's not a joke. We're not joking about influencer box. We're not joking about Salt Papa versus Winderson Nunes. And we are not joking about keeping the martial arts apart. I know people say see the hashtag. They're like, oh, this is MMA. What are you doing? It's stupid. I'm like, sometimes when you have a moment like this in front of you, you've got to keep the martial arts apart. You've got to go with what brought you to the dance. Um, I rewatched that fight this morning. It was extremely frustrating to watch. Uh, Blades, listen, he, he he caught Pavlovich a few times in the feed. He's, his hands look good. Blades is is a decent striker. He's a decent striker. I, I he could outstrike uh, a few people at heavyweight. Sergey Pavlovich is not one of them. Um, especially if we're just talking about raw power. I I, I don't know if, if Sergey Pavlovich is that much of a better striker than Curtis Blades, but I know he has a hell of a lot more knockout power. Um, Blade Blades has, is a strong guy, but there's a big difference between a strong guy and having knockout power. That's so it's about speed, it's about accuracy. Pavlovich has both those things in spades for heavyweight, and it was it was disappointing to see Curtis Blades again. The one takedown attempt scouted from a mile away. He'd already been stung a few times, so uh, a real bummer, a real bummer for Curtis Blades. But for Pavlovich, uh, a little bit of a bummer as well because he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait. In a perfect world, he should get that uh, that title fight instead of Stipe. I, I like Stipe. I get the name value. Stipe way more well known than Pavlovich. I'm just looking at. Listen, we were talking about Instagram. Uh, him, Pavlovich and Blades. Listen, combined less than four hundred thousand followers. Nowhere near uh, Winderson Nunez territory. And I imagine uh, I imagine Stipe is well above them as well. Let me do a quick look here. I bet Stipe is above. Stipe just you know one point seven million. This guy's the okay, he doesn't even try. He doesn't, he doesn't even try. Even try. He's not tweeting hot fire every like every day. He's just you know one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. He's just putting he's just putting them out. So he's well above na- any sort of metric you want to use for name recognition. Stipe is way ahead of Pavlovich. I get it, but Pavlovich has earned this man. I mean he he should be fighting John Jones next. Uh, oh you know what I'll do, I'll reveal the results of the poll now. I was going to save it for later. I did a little poll right after just straight up. Who do you want to see? fight john jones next and uh, it's got a couple of, it's got another 24 hours on it but right now pavlovich 71 percent, 71 percent recency bias of course of course um but that's what's fun about this business is you you is that promoters should be able to kind of just turn things on a on a dime and be like oh well there's suddenly more interest in this fight let's just do this let's do this um but stipe listen the clock is ticking his career they want to do that next so pavlovich versus the winner of that fight you know date still to be finalized <clears throat> Excuse me. Date still to be finalized. Pretty sure it's, it, it will get ironed out, though. So, um, Pavlovich, I don't think he has to fight again, Mike, but I'm not sure if you want to see him one more time. This has been uh, a really interesting 12 or so hours because this is this is how I've kind of looked at this fight for a while, especially, and I'll, I'll lead into how this all kind of goes together. But I think the UFC's plan, or at least their hope, for how things could play out, first box checked off. Because this is probably the result the UFC wanted here. They wanted Blades sort of out of the title picture. And if Blades had won, that they would have rolled with it. But this is probably what the UFC was sort of hoping for. Blades out of the picture and probably out of it forever, unless he wins like six or seven straight. So we have one box checked off. And now May 13th, the second box could be checked, and I think it will be checked. So the fight is unequivocally, beyond the shadow of a doubt, it is Sergey Pavlovich versus Jailton Almeida. And this fight could possibly be for a title, possibly for the vacant title. 
I put this out on Twitter. Some folks liked the idea and were like, oh, that's cool. Others had things to say. We had some conversations on Twitter, me and a few others, and we ironed it out. And they were like, you know what? You're, I don't hate what you said as much as I thought I would. This is probably makes sense. I got some passionate DMs on Instagram from people saying that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I should find another career. I am a hater of Pavlovich, and I am a hater of Russian fighters, which is just ridiculous. Let me, let me just, this is going right to you people, right to you negative Nancys. Oh my. I know we want to, look, I know we want to live in a magical world, a magical universe where you can walk around and houses taste like candy and you can take a bite and it'll morph back into the candy. Like we want that to happen. We want to live in this magical world where, where guys like Sergei Pavlovich would interest a superstar in John Jones. But guess what? He doesn't. John Jones does not care. The fight between Pavlich and Jones is interesting to us, the hardcore fans, the ones who are listening to this program. Of course, but guess what? This fight does nothing for John Jones. Absolutely nothing. This is not a legacy fight. It's not anything to John. It is just a fight with a guy who has some knockouts. This fight means zippity doo dah to John Jones. At this point in John Jones's career, John would fight Stipe, maybe fight him a second time, or he'd fight Brock Lesnar. That is it. He's not fighting Sergey Pavlovich. John didn't even react to this fight. He didn't even tweet and delete. I was going to say, he, did, did you find that curious? He didn't even tweet and delete. Not the whole, one the whole- thing. I have a, a tweet deck column dedicated to John Jones tweets, and I kept waiting for something to pop up. <laughs> Nothing. Not even John like, not, probably didn't even watch the fight. Not even like he a didn't a, care. A sleeping emoji. You know what I mean? Like a little, little, little Z's coming out, a little, little, little pot shot at both guys or something. Or, or a cring, like cringing, you know, cringing because Blaze lost another opportunity to fight him. Nothing. Did, no, uh, did, I've seen nothing from Nothing. Nothing. He did not. He. He didn't even watch. He probably didn't even know the fight was happening. Or he may have known. He was just like, eh, I'm skipping it. You want to know why? Because he wasn't going to fight either of these guys. And guess what, folks? If Stipe beats John Jones, he's going to fight John again. And then he's going to retire. So Stipe is not fighting Sergey Pavlovich either. Jelton Almeida is fighting Jairzinho Rosenstrike in a fight that got bumped to a main event on ABC in front of a crowd in Charlotte, North Carolina over Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker, who are two much more established names. Why? Why, you ask? Because they are about to strap the Rockets to Jailton. In fact, they've already strapped them to him. And now if Jailton can win, the UFC's got the lighter. They got the lighter. They got the blowtorch. They are ready to ignite that flame and send that rocket right to Pavlovich Island. Because if he runs over Rosenstrike, which I think he's going to, he's getting the Pavlovich fight, and it could be for a vacant title. Does Pavlovich deserve a title fight? Absolutely. Will he get one? Maybe, but he ain't fighting John Jones. Just get that fantasy out of your mind. That fight's not happening. So Almeida is my pick. Whether it's for a vacant title or not a vacant title, that's the fight the UFC is going to make. That's it, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to let you down. I know we want to see Sergey Pavlovich lose to John Jones because I think that's what would happen. I think John would not fight like an idiot. I think he would take 
Sergey down immediately and strangle him. That's how I think that fight would go. So, and plus, I don't think it's going to happen. John has no interest in this. So, I'm sorry. Sorry to let y'all down. He's going to fight Jailton Almeida, and it's going to be fun as hell. It's going to be way more fun than him fighting John Jones, I think. Uh, first of all, fully agree on the matchup prognostication. People know I don't like John Jones personally, but I, and, and I think Pavlovich is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I just think that John Jones is a heavyweight is not going to mess around. We saw it in the Cito Gone fight. Just listen, I'm going to I'm going to take all these guys down. <laughs> I'm going to take all these guys down if I can. Just, at light heavyweight, listen, maybe he had a little more room to play around. Maybe he had certain physical advantages there that he's like, oh, okay, I can. I'm going to wrestle with wrestlers. I'm going to strike with strikers, and that was a great time. It's why it's part of the reason why we love John Jones light heavyweight. Why it's one of the best runs you know we've ever seen of any fighter ever. Um, but a heavyweight with Pavlovich, yeah, I think I think I think he's he's quite a bit smarter than that. Um, Craven, one might say, sinister. All right, if you're talking about how John Jones might tackle his his uh, however however many heavyweight fights he has left, but uh, you're right, very low on his list of priorities. So uh, I hope I hope Jelson Almeida and Pavlovich happens. I think that's a great fight. Again, part of me still wants to, even though you're right, it doesn't mean anything to John Jones. I still like find that Jones Pavlovich matchup intriguing, but um, you're not wrong that we're much more likely to see Almeida and Pavlovich than uh, than ever see John Jones uh, fight Pavlovich. It's it's I want it to happen. It's just. It's not super likely. As as much as I was I, I was heartbroken by some of the DMs that I received, uh, the social media posts that really made me the most sad came from our own Shaheen Al Shadi because he was right. He was right. We I would love the world I would rather live in is a world where Sergey Pavlovich fights Francis Ngannou. That's a world I would love to live in, but unfortunately, at least for right now, that world does not exist either. But I actually give more of a chance. At this moment in time, that we will see a Sergey Pavlovich France and Ganu fight before we ever see a Sergey Pavlovich John Jones fight. I'm into that too. I love that. I mean, it's I'm crazy. Just, to the say visual, that. the visual of it. <laughs> yes, please. I'm for it. I mean, yes. come on, John. Here's here's what I want, John. Please, go beat Stipe in November at MSG. Call out Francis. Call out the UFC to get the deal done. Go fight Francis. So they re-sign Francis, and then whatever happens in that fight, you could retire, and then Francis could fight Sergey Pavlovich. That world is just a delightful world. That's a world I want to live in. But let's move on, AK. The co-main event. If we must. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. The co-main event. Boy, do we have some middleweights. And Bruno Silva... Stops Brad Tavares in the first round. I will say I didn't love the stoppage, but I get it. Probably was going to get worse for Tavares, so I, I guess it's fine. But Bruno Silva back on track. Big win for him. And you know what? Do you want to know what Bruno Silva did last night, AK? He wasn't he wasn't a middleweighty middleweight. He took some advice. He took some advice from a man named Dana White. And Dana White said last summer, hey, be Joe Pfeiffer. And he tapped into that Joe Pfeifferness and got the finish. So you know what? Let's see who can be more Joe Pfeiffer. Bruno Silver. Silver. Bruno Silva. Or Joe Pfeiffer, AK. Amazing. I think we should just have these two guys fight for the who is the more Joe Pfeiffer-esque fighter. I'm in. What do you think? I wish I wish we could be friends forever on this. It's a perfect pick. Uh, I have to stick with my formulas that I have here, my elaborate formulas. I had... <laughs> I had Calvin Gastelum. I said I want him to fight the Blindado Brad Tavares winner, so I have to stick with that. So I, I think Silva and Gastelum is, is a great matchup. Even though I, I don't, I don't know how, if the matchmakers, if it's in their, if it's in their minds right now, uh, I got to go with my own math. So I'm sticking with Blindado Silva, Calvin Gastelum. But by the way, I, I do not consider Blindado uh, a middleweighty middleweight. His fights are way no, too, for the most, yeah, okay, okay, way too exciting. He has this. He has a distinctive uh, personality. He had a run of success before the UFC. So, but we don't talk about Brad Tavares enough as being a middleweighty middleweight, do we? He never quite held the title. I think he's. Been I don't like, think he's quite. I don't think he's really a middleweighty middleweight. I think he's fun. I think he's a scrappy, fun dude. Like he, Drinkus Duplessis put the wood to him, and he just fought back and bled everywhere. That and fight just kept was going. awesome. Okay, okay. He, you know, you know his. his but God, there's a long stretch of indiscriminate fights. I couldn't tell you anything about his fight with Omar Akhmadov, Talos Leites, Elias Theodoro, Kyle Megalish, Lorenz Larkin. That was a long time ago. Maybe that was a great fight. I honestly don't remember. So I, I, I don't think he gets enough middleweighty middleweight credit. But I'll say he, he was unfortunate that he, his, his career, for the most part, ran parallel with Christoph Jocko because he wasn't taking the middleweighty middleweight belt off him. Uh, did they never fight? Oh, they did. They did. Oh, he TKO'd Jocko. So, see, but that's the problem. He had to win a boring, he had to win a middling decision. By TKOing Jocko, you, you, out of you, the picture. Out of the picture. Out of the picture. You can't win the title that way. You can't win the middleweight, middleweight title that way. Too, too, too effective. Too effective. Yes. So, both picks are great. Good win for Bruno Silva. We did have a fight, AK, between Bobby Green and Jared Gordon. Let's and do it. It looks like, it looks like Bobby Green finished jared gordon and we were like holy cow this is great and then we saw the replay and we're like oh boy there's no chance this is not a no contest and that's exactly what happened so uh by no rule no contest draws all of that noise means no pick means no pick but i'll ask you ak should we do they just run this back or do we move on 
Uh, certainly you can run it back. I, I like, I, there's some good, uh, listener suggestions later. A lot of them mostly suggesting run it back, but there's some good suggestions for, uh, I think mostly for Bobby Green. I'm not sure I saw that many Jared Gordons in there. Um, uh, I, I will say Chris Kurt is super salty right now. Uh, he tweeted it immediately after, uh, oh, oh, we care about headbutts now, eh? I, I will say great tweet. That was great. great Chris, Curtis is, Chris Curtis, your only mistake was getting back up. Uh, that, but, <laughs> but that's the problem. That, that I, I like in some ways I, I'm, I, I, I'm of, I see both sides of it. I don't know if I agree with him that like that fight should be reviewed or, but like it sucks because obviously you get headbutted and if you can, can like you don't know well, you don't know what hits you you don't know what hits you if you're chris curtis you're just your first instinct is i gotta get back up i gotta scramble i gotta recover because you don't know and then and then probably in the moments after and then of course watching the replays you realize you got headbutted so it sucks because if he had just gotten headbutted and stayed down that fight with gaslam is probably a no contest but that's the, the, the you know mma is funny that way it's it is a lot of randomness there's a lot of luck instead chris curtis gets a loss on his record Either way, he's in the same boat as Bobby Green and Jared Gordon in that they didn't get their they didn't get a second check, which sucks. So uh, yeah, hopefully both guys are okay, uh, Bobby Green and Jared Gordon, and they can just run it back. I'm not sure how badly either guy wants to, but if I was them, I would think they'd be interested in that. But yeah, no, yeah, like I said, Mike, I, I'm not particularly inclined to matchmake for either guy after uh, an unfortunate no contest. Throwing on July 1st or even 290 if there's space there for it. You know, that's a fun one. And I didn't hate what Bobby Green had to say about it. Um, I I understood where he came from. I understood where he came from. He's not going to get what he wants, but I, I get where he came from. He's like, dude, yeah, we call we collided heads and I get it. And then we went to the ground and Jared still had his wits about him. He tried to lock in a triangle and I broke it, but he I didn't. He wasn't effed up until I started punching him on the ground. So give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's tough. Not gonna happen. So yeah, it's tough. Tough way for that fight to end. People were looking forward to that one, and Jared actually looked really good early in that fight. He was fighting really smart. I was like, oh, this is a very composed. So I kind of do want to see it again, but especially if Patty's injury is as Patty Pimblet's injury is as bad as he says he is. It says it is, and he may not even fight this year. Yeah, just go ahead and run that one back. So I think all roads kind of leads towards the winner fighting Patty especially if it's Jared. So we'll see what happens. Let's move to Yasmin Lucindo, AK. She just put it on poor Brogan Walker for 15 mm. minutes. This is one-way traffic in the strawweight division. Walker showed her toughness, but usually when your best attribute is being damn tough and taking punishment, it's typically not a great thing. So AK, I'm not sure if Brogan Walker is long for this UFC world, but Lucindo certainly is. Two fights, two great performances, a win and a loss. What's next for Yasmin Lucindo? Yeah, I, was, I, I said this would be a showcase for Lucindo uh, with all respect to Brogan Walker, but I do feel like she's maybe at that stage of her career where she's not being viewed as a contender in her own right. She got a, little, a bit exposed in the Juliana Miller fight. Uh, a fight that I thought she would do much better in. Um, listen, she's 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 up there. It's it's always so rude to say this about any fighter. She's she's a bit up there in age. Um, I know she only has like a 10, 12 pro fights, but that's that's life. You know, there's things that get in the way from you competing more regularly. And then the, the MMA is merciless. There's just this young. There's just this always these young dogs come to get you. And Lucindo is what twenty one, I think twenty one, twenty two years old. She looked great in the um, 
the Haragi fight, right? I mean, Haragi, I think, is just legit. Um, but that was a great fight. Lucinda was so dangerous. So I want to kind of keep her moving along up the charts. I, I, I think she's going to stick around at 125. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd rather see her stay at 125. Oh, yeah, this than, is a flyweight fight, wasn't this it? This was a flyweight fight. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think she had much issue making 115. So she could be one of those fighters who at this stage kind of just bounces in between. Maybe like Amanda Hebus, where she's just like, oh, well, you know, if good fights come at 115, I'll take fights at 115. If good fights come at 125, I'll take fights at 125. So just for the sake of simplicity, I'm sticking at 125. That's what she just fought at. And I kind of want to give her another potential uh, chance to style on someone. Uh, Victoria Leonardo is fighting Natalia Silva on May 20th. Uh, Leonardo just has sort of this habit of being on the receiving end of highlights. And uh, Jed and I always talk about, listen, there is such a thing as jobbers in professional wrestling and in MMA too. And maybe that's what Victoria Leonardo is. Looks great on the scale, can take can take a pounding, uh, and just, you know, loses in spectacular ways sometimes. So listen, if it, whatever happens with Leonardo, if she beats Italia Silva, if she lo- another uh, up-and-comer, by the way, or uh, loses to her, line her up with Lucindo next, and let's see if Lucindo can can put on another performance like uh, like she did against Sanchez. And uh, let's see what we have here. Let's see what we have here with her. No, no, and there's just no reason to rush Lucindo up the charts in in, in flyweight or uh, or strawweight. So let's just keep building her up here. I forgot that fight got bumped to a twenty five fight. Mm. No, I don't really know why, but uh, we need her back at one fifteen. Okay, sure, we need her back at one fifteen. 125 is fine. It's solidified. There's a ton of contenders. It's as interesting as it's going to get. Strawweight, losing a bit of its depth, if we're being honest, but still very fun, but it's losing a bit of its depth. So let's get her back to 115. And it's this is one of the easiest picks for me. Cheyenne Velismas. That's the fight. Love that one. Velismas has a bit of a mean streak in her. Be a good scrap. Nice step up from Brogan Walker. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do that. That was that'd be fun. The one that popped right into my brain. Is, is there a way we can get that out of the apex? Is there, I feel like these these ladies deserve a, a crowd, like an actual crowd. Mm, international, maybe we do it on two ninety. Could be the first fight of UFC two ninety. That'd be fun. I'm trying to see. Did Lucinda her her last fight was also at the apex? I assume uh, with no, yeah, that was San Diego. The Harvey. Hey, okay, okay, okay. That's right. That's right. So they did uh, they did get a chance to. Okay, all right. I don't think Lucinda's right. fought in front of a crowd at all. That's de- that's depressing. She's she's exciting. She's exciting. Yeah. I would yeah, her and Lucindo should be in front of a crowd. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's the one. Jeremiah Wells remains undefeated inside the octagon. AK. He does. Ooh. Ooh. We did. Did you not agree with this? No. Were you on no, the no. I, oh, okay. I just had trouble. Uh, I, yes, because of the, the the nature of the win, and also. <laughs> Where he kind of landed in my rankings, I had a, a lot of trouble matching this guy. I had a lot of trouble. Oh, matching fair him. enough. Fair I don't enough. Know if it was, I don't um, know if it was easy for you, but well, t- tough, tough fight with Matthew Semmelsberger again. I, I think Matthew Semmelsberger is a really good fighter, incredible athlete, one of the best. I actually think he's one of the best athletes in the entire division. Mm-hmm. Not great fight IQ last night. Not great fight IQ. Had Jeremiah Wells hurt many times in this fight. And instead of just keeping it on the feet, he decided to go to the ground in Jeremiah's, Jeremiah Wells' world and got beat up, man. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, where's the damage? Where's the damage? Jeremiah Wells was landing damage in that fight. He was landing damage. He was landing ground and pound. Wasn't the prettiest, but he was doing things. So I scored a 29-28 for Wells. 
No issue with the result at all. I actually didn't even hate the 30-27, to be honest. A lot of people were like, oh, that is a one of the worst scorecards I've ever seen. That is, it's a fine scorecard. 30-27 is very acceptable for the, how that played out. But good win for Wells. Continues to get the hand raised. And now it's time for the Brian Barberina test day. Okay? Oh, okay. That's my pick. Let's get weird with this. I think this would be an extremely weird, chaotic sort of fight to me. So let's go with Brian Barberina. I like that one. Yeah, I, so I have Wells somewhere in my top 30. Uh, he's a few spots behind Barbarina in my rankings. Barbarina is just, just right there in the top 25. Uh, and I do think Wells should be bumped up. I do think, regardless of whatever, you know, if it was a con- controversial, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, split decision. Um, he's 4-0. 4-0, he's won six overalls. Look good. Look good in the UFC. I'm still reeling from the McGee knockout. I don't know how long he gets to ride that for, but when he knocked out Court <laughs> McGee, I was just blown away. I was rewatching that, yeah. and I'm like, wow. Like, just nobody, just nobody does that. Just nobody straight up flattens Court McGee. It's one of the toughest freaking guys uh, in, in the UFC, and he's fought very, very heavy hitters, and uh, Wells planted him. Um, So I'm going a little lower than Brian Barberina, but sticking around the same range, uh, Muslim Salikov? Muslim Salikov. Um, it'd be a very interesting style matchup. Tough test, tough guy to figure out, uh, but certainly a winnable fight for Wells and uh, Salikov also coming off a win. So uh, it, the, the the real question of this of matching up Wells was like, do you want to try and find a way to slide him into the top twenty? But a lot of these guys are booked, or I would say just as far as uh, esteem in the eyes of the public and the matchmakers, they're just they're just a notch above him. So he needs one more. I know I know that sucks to say about a guy who's four and zero in the UFC so far. Uh, but, you know, welterweight has always been one of the deepest divisions. So he's just just one win away, one win away. Then we can start talking about, like, the Daniel Rodriguez's, the Neil Magny's, the the Vicente Luque's and stuff like that. I, he's just not quite there yet. I'm not saying it would shock me if he managed to get a matchup with a top 15, top 20 guy. But we can we can pump our brakes a little bit here. I thought I saw that Salikov is booked for something. We I haven't don't know confirmed anything. it yet. That's no, why. Nothing, uh, yeah. there's, there's reports... Uh, it's not even on Topology, so this is not no. doo-doo at all. I don't want no, anybody giving my best friend don't any, you dare. any doo-doo nuggets because no. there's nowhere. There, it's not <laughs> even those, on Topology. I just looked at it. I don't even want doo-doo particles in my area, all right, for this one. Yeah, don't even don't even get a whiteboard What's... and write the word doo-doo. <laughs> what is don't the even rumor? do that. Uh, Muslim Salikov versus Nicholas Dalby, June 17th. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, MMA Mania reporting that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. We'll see. And we'll see. We'll see. So let's go to the wild card round, AK. Let's go to the wild card round. We'll select one fighter we have not match made for, and we'll and we'll match make for them right now. You know who I'm picking. I don't know if you're picking the same guy or gal. I think we have. To, I think we have to. I, I think we have to pick the same guy. Could this be? I'm wondering if this could be the one. We have never had a friends forever wild card moment. Is this it, AK? Okay. Is it the same guy? First of all. You know exactly who I'm picking. As soon as you saw this person's name on the card, you probably knew that if he won, I'm picking him. We better be talking about Montel Montel Jackson. Quick. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Now, did we pick, did we, are we friends forever though? That's the question. Should we we count to three and say it simultaneously? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And look, okay, ready? This is going to end so poorly. I just know it. I can't wait. You count. You count. All right, oh, wait. ready? We go one, two, three, and and go. One, two, three. Say it. Name. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> one, two, three. Chris Gutierrez. Saeed Magomedov. 
I knew it. <laughs> it was delayed too. Was, it was delayed so much you could have changed it. You could I was have changed la- it. I was you laughing before. I, I was laughing before you. I knew we would. I knew we didn't have the same pick. <laughs> I mean, look, we're both we're both in we're, we're both right around where the where we should be heading here. Yeah, we're right about where we should be. Uh, explain, explain, AK. I like your pick. Why? I, I, I guess I just went. I, Gutierrez was definitely in play. I guess I just went with let's go with guys who are on winning streaks. But um, uh, and and also I I still don't know where Saeed is in the bantamweight like future contenders pecking order uh he's in my top 15 um of just ufc fighters just ufc uh, bantamweights he's right there at number 15 montel jackson i bumped him up slightly to number 20 uh he jumped a few veteran names after that very impressive win over uh hani yaya uh so so yeah uh i i i think his next logical step is to fight face a top 15 opponent i just didn't um because i actually have him ahead of chris gutierrez now literally literally one spot ahead i have montel 20 Tain. i have uh no no uh, oh yeah okay 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 i have montel 20 chris gutierrez 21 so i already have him ahead if i my rankings were a little different then that would probably uh probably make a lot of sense for me but i wanted to go up so uh, i have my number 20 facing my number 15 in my ufc uh, bantamweight rankings and uh that's really it oh saeed is coming off a loss that's right i thought he, he is he lost really. jonathan martinez i totally forgot about that the sounds behind the violence um well i stand by it Forget yeah, everything I just I, said. Look, Forget everything I just said, I, but I stand by. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, look, Montel Jack, anyone who has listened to this show or have been following my career, nobody in this media space has been higher on Montel Jackson at 135 than I have been. I have been since well before my MMA fighting days. Ronnie Yaya hadn't been finishing a fight in over 13 years, AK. December 2009 was the last time he was finishing a fight. He's tough. Joseph Benavides, WEC. That was the last time he got finished in a fight. So he's he's one of those guys that people would, would think like, oh, he's probably like you know uh, you know if, if he loses by knockouts, like no nah, man, he's not he's not getting ganked regularly. That's a great word. Um, yeah. the, the the thing with Montel, it's always been the injuries and the inactivity. The skills are always there, and. It's just a matter of like he fights, he'll fight, he'll look incredible, and then he won't fight for 14 months. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Now we're on a nice little run. Two fights in five months, I believe. I believe November to April. That's that's the kind of rate I want to see from this guy. And if he continues at this sort of rate, he's going to fly. He's going to fly up those rankings. So him and Gutierrez is a great fight. Um, nice step up. In competition, I want to see where he's at. This is kind of the Brett Johns step because when he fought Brett Johns, he got worked a little bit in that fight. It's a a fight I would like to see again, if we're being honest. And I would pick Montel Jackson again in that fight with a, a different, with this newer version of Montel versus the the current version of Brett Johns. So this is kind of like the Brett Johns sort of a step up, and that's what I want to see. But Saeed's a good one too. Like both of those picks. Montel Jackson is so good. It, it sucks that uh, I, I really feel like we need to change the MMA fighting global rankings and have like some of them be like a top 25. Some of them be a top five. Like women's bantamweight should just be a top five list. 
men's bantamweight should be a top 25 list because it's 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 silly it's silly when i when we're looking ahead to a card and we go like oh this card has uh you know six ranked fighters on it and we're we're including like uh, like lena landsberg's on there or something i mean she's retired now i guess but for, she was ranked up until like four months ago or something and then but then uh, uh, montel jackson's fighting Haniyaya, and we're like oh this fight doesn't have any ranked fighters on it i'm like if, if montel jackson the the equivalent of him at women's bantamweight would be like top three uh, or at heavyweight, would he's like he'd be like top ten. Like it's just it's such a tough division, and it sucks to say like some of these people aren't like Collar Phillips isn't in my top fifteen. Collar Phillips is awesome. Um, Chris Gutierrez, like I said, isn't in my top fifteen, and he was he was on a hell of a run before before taking that loss. So uh, bantamweight's just so good, and um, man, we got to find a way to reframe these rankings because just using top fifteen as a barometer for all divisions, it's 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 it's, it's it just feels it's so wrong. It's just really wrong. <laughs> Yeah, my bantamweight dip rankings are going to look a little bit different. Uh, Patchy Mitchell oh, will be a top five bantamweight. Um, that's for sure. Um, I'm t- uh, I guess I should save it for the ranking show, but I don't know if we're doing one until after the next pay-per-view, which I guess is two weeks. What's that? Two Less weeks? than two weeks. Less than two weeks. Okay, I'll save I'll save it. Then. I'll save yeah. the, uh, where, where Patchy stands because there's going to be some debate over There was debate over it heading into that fight with Stotts, and we were saying on the preview show, Mike, like it depends we were just we were asked well, will he be a top five and then you and i both kind of said uh outcome matters not not just how the, the the how how the outcome happens matters uh first round knockout via knee counter knee it's gonna it's gonna bump you up it's gonna bump yeah. you up pretty quickly yeah more so than like a decision win would have you know so we'll, i probably we'll would have it, it would have been very it would have been very like even if you went out there in 49 46 sure starts i probably still would have put him in my top okay. five but that I mean, that's ridiculous. Did that not see that coming. Incredible performance. Did not see that. Coming. Let's go to the peeps, AK. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, did we, we, didn't ch- we get to check the tapes? We did. We got a few. Um, someone who reminded me. Uh, I want to say it was Hayes. Hayes, was it you that reminded me? Hayes the third reminded me of of uh, Vittoria versus Cannoneer on June seventeenth. I think pretty much a lot of us called for that. Yeah. That was my pick that week for. Uh, Vittori or for Cannon uh, Vittori. Vittori? Who fought recently and won? Or who fought more recently? Vittori. Vittori. So yes, uh June seventeenth, that's going down. So a little sprinkling of points for everyone. Uh Toby Kinsella, he said he messaged you, Mike. He sent this to you, not to me. So he wants a full on no point for we have not confirmed this yet. For Neither uh, have Mike. either of the fighters, by the way. Oh, okay. Just oh, so you got this there. you got this message from Mike as well. Uh, from Toby uh, as well. I did not I did not get this message. I have seen it. Okay. But- uh, all right. Uh, normally, normally when these two ladies have fights and people are reporting them, they usually like confirm it. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have confirmed it. I'm not oh. saying it's not happening, but um, we have not confirmed this fight. I have had messages out about it. All right. I have not heard anything back, and neither fighter has confirmed. This it. point is being put in a separate uh, uh, account right now. Uh, it will. T- it's time locked. It's time locked. It will release and toby you will receive your point should the spout be announced should we be able to confirm uh jillian robertson versus tabitha ricci ufc jacksonville june 24th not confirmed oh mike you're making a but, sour face okay jillian called her out yes so i mean you're literally just taking the fighters call out and just saying okay let's do that and that's a very sensible call out. and a lot of people mike, were picking that fight Mike, sometimes the sometimes the sensible call out. I will is give him a call. half of a. He's okay. not getting a full lot. No you 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 recalled other. I I didn't have. I didn't make notes oh, yeah, for I had this a bunch event. Of I don't think there are a bunch of people. Yeah. Okay, so Toby, you will have to share the point, but this point is being put away for now until it we confirm it, or until until you see it on MMAfighting.com 
or uh, some sort of announcement from the UFC or, or at least one of the fighters, you know, uh, 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 corroborating this this matchup suggestion. But uh, so, Toby, uh, listen, I, I ran it by the committee and uh, at least you're getting recognition for for reminding us. But it probably will end up being a, a shared point uh, should that fight come to fruition. And Mike, you and you, you did you did remember which caller it was from heck of a morning, right? Who you guys figured out this main event switch. CV. CV. Mike and CV, you guys can share a point for uh, correctly predicting that the Song Yadong, Ricky Simone, which was supposed to be the co-main event match on Saturday night, uh, has now pushed to this coming Saturday night as the very logical main event with uh, with that event losing its originally scheduled main event. So well done, guys. Just 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 logical. Just good sense. Okay, I am not. I, I'm going to take a bit of an assist on that because I okay. think. The passion that was displayed about this idea helped will this into existence, but I cannot accept even a piece of this. Uh, oh. It all goes to CV. Okay, uh, so there you go, CV. You get you get the entire out no point. See, people think people heard your rant against Toby, and people thought like, "Man, Mike is a hard ass," but like, no, Mike is fair. In, I am in, fair. In, in, MMA, in a business where we tell people not to use the word fair or to use the word deserves, this man is keeping those tenets alive. So you're 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 such a, a fair man. This is why you're my best friend. This is why you're my best friend. And not just, hear, not just and, and something tells us we're going to hear from both of these gentlemen in a matter of moments. Great, great. I can't. I, I look. I look forward to it. Toby, CB, yes. if you're out there, will always love the support. Thank you guys for listening and calling in and all that stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, can I do? I always forget to do this at the end of the show. So can we do a quick uh, happy trails, Mike? Yes, yes. I forgot all about that. Can we do Go happy ahead. trails for for the Spaniard Juan Espino? Uh, poor guy. His UFC career was over before it begun. I mean, he just he he won the Ultimate Fighter. But I remember we were all saying, "What was it? What was it?" Um, he won Ultimate Fighter twenty nine, uh, twenty eight. Excuse me. And like he he is older than like Diego Sanchez or something like that. Like he's older than the guy who won <laughs> the ultimate fighter one. And he's just starting his career now. Like we're like, hopefully he could, you know, have some, uh, you know, a little nice little run in the heavyweight division. No one predicted him to be a world beater. Listen, uh, he was, like I said, already in his late thirties by the time I got to the UFC, uh, he managed three fights in five years. It's just a lot. Of, he a lot of problems with injuries. I I told you he's had more uh, no projected matchups than actual fights in the UFC. Uh, he beat Justin Frazier in the finale to win Ultimate Fighter. Beats Jeff Hughes uh, first round, and then uh, that bizarre split decision loss to Alexander Romanov, which we all, which a lot of people wanted to see it run back. Obviously, that didn't happen. So Happy Trails won again. It sucks. It sucks that the injuries piled up. Uh, a lot of no listeners kept wanting to see you fight. Had a lot of interesting heavyweight matchups for you, and um, you know what? Uh, ho- hopefully, we see you uh, see you in the training mats, grappling competitions, something like that. But uh, yeah, that that was unfortunate. That was tough. That was tough, but probably the right call. And yeah, just would have loved to have seen what if he could stay healthy and 
just be a, have a consistent schedule with his with his fights. Just it's just tough it's a tough sport. It's a very tough sport. But he got to to the big dance and happy trails to El Guapo himself, mm. Juan Espino. AK, shall we just do the disclaimer for the piece? On to the listeners, guys. Categories rule again. Very, very rare these days. Uh, if you're somehow the only person to make a pick, guess what? You got a a single auto point for yourself, which is which can change your life. Uh, please, people, pay attention to weight classes that people fought already. You know, and you're trying to match them up again. At least put a two next to their name, so I know you 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 remembered. Uh, notable injuries. Uh, people who have been released, but hard to keep track of. Uh, fight, fighters could already book. This is the easiest thing to keep track of, though I guess I kind of miffed it today with Sal- Salikov, but whatever, not official. No, no, you didn't. Not official. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. If I, if I, if I mentioned the Robertson Ricci fight, I should have known about the Sal. I should have remembered the Salikov Dalby fight because I definitely saw that. I remember. I remembered seeing that. Uh, that uh, floating around Salikov Dalby. And uh, people, teammates, teammates, try to keep teammates away from each other. Not saying it's impossible. Look, we might see uh, teammates and close friends. Alima Lane McFarlane and Liz Carmouche fight next if uh, if Alima has anything to say about it. But uh, otherwise, generally, you're not going to see teammates throw down. So why suggest it? It's a waste. And uh, of course, guys, your, your pictures might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Well said. So let's get into it. Dad Jackson. Usually when I see... Is, is it is it Dad that always scares the hell out of me? And he was like on the, the brink of just getting banned. That's the one. Just so much doo-doo. That's the one. He has improved. He has improved. Um... Let's go to dad. Pavlovich versus Gone. Bruno Silva versus Body Bags Pfeiffer. I'm with you there. Semmelsberger versus Brian Barbarina. Jeremiah Wells versus Michael Morales. Christos Giagos, uh, who had a nice knockout of Ricky Glenn versus Nasrat Hakparast. He's with you, AK. Montel Jackson versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. And this one, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see more of this. Muhammad Usman versus Justin Taffa. I saw a lot of that. Yeah, um, you did. Sure, makes sense. Brother, little brother revenge brother, fight. Yeah, brothers' revenge. Hey, it's right there. Uh, yeah, Kamaru in uh, in Muhammad's corner. Then there you go. It's almost like a brother brothers versus. I'd rather see a tag team match. I think that would be awesome. But again, fortunately, that doesn't, be... do, doesn't do that sort of thing. I, uh, I don't know about Michael Morales versus Jeremiah Wells. That's a that's a big step up for Michael Morales, and I, and I think Michael Morales is awesome. I think this guy again, you give, you you book him right. We're talking a future top five guy. Uh, that's a big step up right now for his where he is in his career. He's uh, he's only twenty three. He's only twenty three. Um, hey, hey, listen, maybe he's the next big thing. I don't know. They've been giving him tough matchups anyway. Um, I thought that Renat uh, Fakhartinov matchup was really difficult. So uh, it could happen. I, I, I just I just wouldn't do it. John Ray High Stand versus Daniel Santos Johnny Munoz Junior winner. Gomi versus Trezano. I don't know what's going on with Trezano. He's another guy. He's his, always he doesn't he's had so many so injury problems, right? His last win was the last fight in his deal, right? And he missed weight. So I don't know if, I don't know what's going on with him. Right. I don't You're think correct. he's resigned. So he won. He won. He did he win did miss, and it was a weight. sick fight. Yes. So I don't know. I'm not, it's not doo doo at all. Um, no. just because you don't know what the hell's going on. So definitely no doo doo. Usman versus Parisian. That is probably the middleweightiest heavyweight fight in the history of the UFC right there. I, I, wow, that was one of those uh, picks that made me black out. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Were they... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Josh Parisian. Josh Josh Parisian. He was on... Contender the, Series multiple three times and the Ultimate uh, Fighter. Wasn't he on the Ultimate Fighter with Mo Usman? 
the Ultimate Fighter 28, right? Ultimate Fighter... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he... No, he was on oh, the yeah. Bonaspino season, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, as was as was Mo... Oh, no. Mo, Mo was, was on Mo 28? Was on... No, he wasn't. He was on 29? Wait, did they do back-to-back heavyweight seasons? No, Mo was on, like, the last... Mo won his contract, like, last year, right? Yeah, but that was, just, that was like, there was a gap, I think, between 28 and 29. God, the Ultimate Fighter is so Isn't dumb. Isn't this one it. coming up 31? Th- this is 30 coming up. Oh, this is 31 coming up. So this is 30 that he just won, right? What the hell was 29? What the hell happened in 29? What was... <laughs> I mean, there you go. You you know this more than I I've, do. I've, I'm ashamed. Stupid show. Uh... <laughs> Oh, oh, Volkanovski Ortega season. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Oh, Brady, yes! Brady Houston and, uh, I'm uh, sorry, Ricky Tercios and Brian Battle. Ricky Tercios and Brian Battle. Right, right. Right. So, Mo Usman, okay, right, was the last season. Parisian was two heavy. God, they did two heavyweight seasons in three. Stop, Mike, just go on. Just stop me. Incredible. I'm going down a well. I'm going down a well here. Blades versus the gone Aspinall loser. And in parentheses, that fight should also happen. So he's matchmaking double. I think okay, Aspinall okay. makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Bruno Silva versus the Fluffy Hernandez, Edmund Shabazian winner. Jeremiah Wells versus Phil Rowe. Uh, maybe. Phil Rowe wants to fight on that Jacksonville card. I know this from following on social media, which is June 24th. I don't think he's going to get Jeremiah Wells, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Giagos versus Selecki. Jackson versus Casey Kenny. Where is Casey Kenny? Let's see. And AK, maybe you'll like this one. In a, and there's quote, literal quotes here. A title eliminator. Norma Dumont versus Josiani Nunez. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Uh, do people have comments for that I want to read? Uh, Casey Carpenter said, yeah, for a title fight, if Amanda wants to still be 145 champ and the UFC wants to keep the division. God, what are we doing? Uh, Bear O'Reilly <laughs> said, uh, make this fight to keep Josie busy while the Pena versus Nunez trilogy plays out. Ugh. After this win, she'll be undeniable. And we'll finally get Nunez versus Nunez for the strap and uh, the name rights. Yes, yes. that that I like. It shouldn't just be for the title. Someone should have to lose their Nunez. That, that, that I agree with. But just a dreadful, dreadful situation. Amanda, could you maybe... Amanda Ansaroff. That would that would that have to be the the switch? Why not? If Josiani loses, nice. There you go. Is that yeah. really a loss? Then is that really a loss? Then no. You suddenly have a new alliterative not. alliterative name. That's kind of cool. That's a see. That's a nice feel good potential storyline right there. And Josiane Nunez becomes a UFC champion, which was sounds insane. <laughs> yes, it does. God, the, those two in the same octagon together fighting each other would just be the best. The visual the vis- of like the vi- face off. <laughs> hilarious i don't know if you realize <laughs> how tiny how tiny Josie nunez is tiny she is a tiny 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 woman and her fighting at 145 is just so awesome and funny it would look like l brooke versus miss danielka she would at by the way she boxing. would i'm sorry say the again was that english what that was that, that's l, what really happened that l brooke, miss danielka versus uh-huh. miss danielka okay uh <laughs> Josie nunez by the way she would smoke norma dumont she will, I am caught friggin' either wow. first, round, first round KO or 30-26 decision. I, uh, she will disintegrate her. Wow. All right. Now I have to see this fight. I'm on the record. I'm on the record. Mark this down. Make sure you record this and save it for, for the future. Drew Hilty. This is a time where I wish the UFC was like boxing and they could pay Stipe some step-aside money. Need Jones versus Pavich in my life. Look, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to pay... 
Stipe step aside money, and then you're gonna have to buy you're gonna have to buy John Jones a hundred thousand cars and <laughs> give him a floppity jillion dollars in order for him to fight Sergey Pavlovich. So it's just not gonna happen. Blades versus Gone. Hopefully, Blades remembers he's allowed to mix the martial arts. <laughs> Green and Gordon don't really think we no, need he, to see it. Hold run on, hold back. on. No, he, he he mixed the martial arts too much. That's the problem. You're, you're, they're unfortunate. He should have. He tried to mix in the striking with his wrestling. He needed to just do wrestling. I guess both. I guess both make sense. Actually, the, the yes, better, but, you can make a compelling case for both. Right. Right. Green and Gordon don't really think they need to run it back unless they feel they need to. Rather, see Green versus Michael Johnson win or lose against CDF. Wells versus RDA sounds fine to me. Get my boy RDA a second jury. RDA is injured from what I understand, so mm. not really sure when what his timeline looks at. Looks like at the moment. Montel Jackson, it's time for you to pick on someone your own age, Jackson. <laughs> so he wants Jackson versus Adrian Yanez. What did you think of Dominic Cruz on the mic? I thought he was on fire between him dunking on Peterson with his all-nonsense line when talking about Cejudo to him being 10 seconds away from starting to boo during the Dumont fight. He's never been better. I have to admit, I didn't listen to a ton of the commentary. I did hear the Cruz-Peterson line, which I thought was delightful. And you were doing the boxing stuff. Not I was sure doing how the much boxing. you heard. Yeah, I think my only issue with and I, and I, I guess I should hear the joke first. But the, my, one of my issues with Cruz is when he jokes, he's not really joking. He's he legitimately, I think, hates Keith Peterson. Uh, it's not a joke. Oh, it's not. So it's a little uncomfortable for me for him to be openly criticizing uh, an official. Unless they're making a mistake. Obviously, if they're making a mistake, I want the commentary to go all in. Uh, and certainly Keith Peterson has made his share of mistakes. But uh, generally, if it's just like taking random jabs at an official, I, I do I do find that a little problematic. Um, so, but again, listen, it's a joke. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'll get my stick. I'll get my stick out of my butt. Uh, if it was funny, it was funny. But um, I know I'm not, I, don't, I don't love that sort of thing. But anyway. Uh, all right. Toby. The aforementioned Toby. Oh, hey, Toby. Pavlovich versus Jones. Not going to happen. Blades versus Gone. Maybe. Silva versus Robocop, AK. What do you think of that? Bruno Silva versus Gregory Rodriguez. I'm super into it. I keep thinking that it happened. I don't know why, but yeah, obviously it has not happened before, and I would love to. I got a ton of Blindado versus uh, Robocop. That'd be a pretty sick fight. So, yeah, sign me up for that. Jeremiah Wells versus Max Griffin. Yagos versus Marco Madsen. Montel Jackson, Davy Grant. Norbert Dumont versus Holly Holm, AK. Is the world ready for that action? Please. God, no. Uh, you know what? Listen, there's, there's a UFC Apex. They got a lot of UFC Apex cards to fill up over the next six months, apparently. So, uh, I guess that's your that's a main event, right? There you go. You got yourself a main that's event. That's a hundred. That's definitely going to be a main event. Just horrible. It's definitely gonna be a minute. Oh boy, that 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 is that fight's gonna happen, isn't it? That is, can it, that I, I, Toby I rather, might be getting an auto oh point. God. I have a feeling that that's the fight we're gonna get. I would rather it be like for the vacant title. I don't know if I I think I saw someone mention that or something, and I'm like, yeah, fine, screw it, just do it, just just put a vacant title on the line. Just what are we doing with this featherweight belt on on Amanda Nunes? It's just it, it shouldn't even exist. But if we're, if it must exist, can we at least have people fight for it? We did have another Usman, Justin Taffa in this. Gomi versus Sean Woodson. Don't know what's going on with Sean Woodson right now. High stand versus Chad and Ellinger. A little Canadian uh, America versus Canada. Fisticuffs. Sure. CV, what's good, Mike? Here are some picks. Bruno Silva versus Bruno Ferreira. Uh, Ferreira's booked against 
Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Typology says it's May twentieth. Um, I'm hearing July first that fight's getting bumped, but I don't know for sure. So I don't know. There's a lot of confusion in that one, so no doo doo there. Crystal Ball pick Jones versus Miacic happens at MSG later this year, and regardless of winner, someone retires. Tom Aspinall returns later this year against Cyril Gaon. Winner of that fight versus Sergey for the vacant heavyweight title. Uh, first of all, how dare you not even list Jelton Almeida in this scenario? How dare you? Offensive. But yeah, that, that, Tommy Aspinall is, is certainly is certainly in this conversation. If he goes out there and fights Cyril Gaon in London, gets the star reaction, I get it. Totally get it. Could see that happen as well. So... Side note, is AK still covering heck of a morning for you next week? If so, if you guys didn't come up with a title for it yet, here's some suggestions. One, today is a good day with AK, or just simply good day, AK. LOL. Anyways, thanks again for all the content. It's guys. Someone suggested uh, absolutely Uh a heck of a morning, which I liked, but I kind of like good day, AK. I've been DM'd some very good suggestions, but guys, it's Lee of a morning. All right, it fits perfectly. <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue. I don't. It's. I don't understand why you just replaced one host name with the other host name. It's not I hard, it. guys. Lee of a like, It makes just as much sense. It's just as catchy. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what the issue is. Marcus closing us out. Let's see. Uh, Renat Fakratinov versus Jeremiah Wells, Yasmin Lucindo, Denise Gomez. Oh God, that is a fun fight. I went with Denise Gomez, uh, Denise Gomez for the other Yasmin, the other ja- Yasmin, but uh, that's fine too. Bobby Green versus Demir Ismagulov. Yes, right. Yeah, Demir has has one fight left, and he retired, but then says he has one fight left, so he's gonna do that last fight. So yeah, Bobby Green. Why the hell not? All right. Bruno Silva versus Chidi and Jokuani. I kind of like this fight because now Chidi has impossibly found himself in the middleweighty middleweight conversation, and I yes. kind of think Bruno would a fight with him and Bruno would uh, would get him out of that that section of things. So, I, I hope so. So that that's the picks. Ak, you're up. All right. Uh, okay. Let me quickly look at Instagram here. Well, let me read out some some popular picks first. Uh, Pavlovich versus Jelton Almeida for a vacant title. Yeah, very popular. Barry O'Reilly said, I don't even need to put in if he beats Rosenstrike as it's inevitable. Pretty strong. Can't see Jones or Stipe being too excited to fight a killer like Pavlovich. So unless he wants to sit out for a long time, he will need to take another fight. Almeida has us all thinking he's a future title challenger. Two more wins over Rosenstrike and Pavlovich would certainly confirm these projections. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. A lot of Pavlovich versus John Jones. Again, we've gone over it. It's just not going to happen next. Uh, a lot of Blades versus Gone. So people don't want to see, uh, people don't need to see Gon, you know, not necessarily don't need to. Don't feel that Gon necessarily needs to fight Aspinall, although I agree that's a fight that's likely to happen. Um, I don't know. I think Blade's going to have to wait. Blade's might have to wait for some of these heavyweight matchups and uh, potential heavyweight matchups to shake up. I got a lot of Wells versus Max Griffin was a popular one. And we talked about uh, Dumont, Dumont versus Josie Anun as well. A lot of Mo Usman, Justin Tucker. Uh, all right, let me go to Instagram real quick. See if any of these are jumping out at me. Uh, there's a lot of Lucindo versus Veronica Hardy as well. Don't need to read all these out. Uh, from Matt Bradbury, Mo Usman versus Dante May. Dante May is still 
I always it's so it's so insulting when you say this, but Dante Mendel is, is still Dante with the promotion. Still in the he is. He's he's just coming off a loss. Okay. Uh, he's with me at Montel Jack and say Nurmagomedov, Christos Giagos versus Saint Denis, uh, and some others that we've seen already. Thank you, Matt Bradbury, James Sherwood, uh, Bruno Silva, Andre Muniz. I saw a few of these as well. Uh, Yasmin Lucindo versus Montana De La Rosa. Uh, I could see that again if we're doing the sort of the build up Lucindo thing. Um, what else we got here? Giagos versus Mark Jacquesi. <laughs> Usman top of round two, Justin this time. Okay, so a lot of that. Going to the Twitter machine. Uh, you read Toby out already. Okay, thank you, Toby, for saying to both of us. That's actually always a smart thing to do. Uh, Hayes the third. Blades versus Spivak? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, God, that's... Jeez Louise. <laughs> probably not the fight that Blades was hoping for next. That's a bit of a drop-off uh, than what he could that's have probably had. The, that's probably the fight. Mo Usman versus Martin Budai. Sure. Uh, Brady Houston versus Christian Rodriguez. I'm to understand Brady called him out. Did you hear about this? He called out Christian Rodriguez? This is what I'm told. This is what Hayes said. Sure. Okay. Um... Uh, Herman, or German. I, I've asked this person. I need to know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Blindado Silva versus Brujalio Oleksiejczyk winner happening next week. Bobby Green versus Patty Pimblett. Mike, you sort of said uh, Bobby Green and Jerry Gordon maybe need to run it back for the right to uh, to face Patty. But uh, yeah, because P- P- Patty's going to be on the shelf for a bit, it sounds like. And I think Bobby will fight before then. So. But not a bad suggestion. Not a bad suggestion. No. Thomas Collins, Bobby Green versus Armand Sarukian. Uh, Montel Jackson versus Victor Henry, Mo Usman versus Walt Harris. Why not? Uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I don't know what's up with Walt Harris. Um, you know, listen, his life was just turned upside down a few years ago. And uh, if he never fought again, I would not be surprised. I, I'm sure he plans to, but it really would not surprise me. Uh, Barry O'Reilly Houston versus Ronnie Lawrence. Mo Usman versus... Oh, you're going to like this, Mike. Mo Usman versus Alexander Romanov. Barry says it's too easy to pick the Justin Taffa fight. Uh, Romanov needs to start from scratch after his last two showing. Usman has looked solid so far in the UFC. A solid name on the resume for whoever wins. Uh, I hate this matchup. Mike, I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> saying it plainly. Oh, man. I actually think it would be super funny. Like, it'd be a hilarious sure. fight. Yes. I'm sure it'd be fine. I, but I think Romanov is quite a bit above Mo Usman, isn't it? I, I don't know, man. Like, no, we don't know now. Like, Mo Usman has proven his durability. He's proven his ability to survive. Okay. So all he need, all Mo Usman would need to do is get through the first three and a half minutes of the fight. Mm, okay. If he could do that, they're both going to be incredibly tired. And it is going, the grappling is just going to be spectacular. So I kind of like it just for how funny it's going to be. And we need to, we need, and if this fight happens, we need to keep this in mind that this is not going to be an elite versus elite fight. This is not going to be heavyweights fighting like flyweights. We just have to accept that this is going to be a hilarious fight and we just need to enjoy it in that same way. So it would be not be fun. But it would be really funny if that makes you, sense. You are ta- you have talked me into this. You have really talked me into this. <laughs> Just that silver the third round is gonna look like that silver tongue of yours has worked its magic again. So uh, Barry O'Reilly, good pick, I guess. 
Uh, Four Corner Sports NY, Blaze versus Tuivasa, Lucindo versus Agapova. Uh, he's with you, Montel Jackson versus Chris Gutierrez. Uh, Chris Martin, Blendado Silva versus Fluffy Hernandez, Shabazian winner. That's going down May 20th. Lucindo versus Antonina Shevchenko. I think Lucindo washes her at this point. Ooh. Um, Mo Usman versus... I actually like this. Mo Usman versus Chase Sherman. Uh, win, loser, draw. When they, uh, that Carl Williams fight which is, uh, happens, rebooked for uh, UFC Charlotte May 13th. I actually like that. And let's end with a couple of emails here. We got Casey Carpenter... With the usual round of comments, uh, hope Mike has a wonderful, well-deserved vacation and safe travels. Look, looking forward to leave a morning. See, it's catching on already. Um, <laughs> Giagos versus Selecki, Montel Jackson versus uh, TSB TV, uh, Jonathan Martinez. And I want to end on Jay Donaghy because Jay Donaghy is going to lead us in to uh, the next card. First, uh, some suggestions. Wells Rowe, Lucindo Blismas, Bobby Green, Grant Dawson, and then... Uh, I didn't know what they were talking about at first, but Jay Donaghy says, two top 10 bantamweights fighting in maybe the best division, a guy who used to be a middleweight fighting at heavyweight, a jiu-jitsu master with questionable cardio going against an energizer bunny, exciting prospects Quinlan and the karate kid Nathan Levy, exciting vets like Brian Kelleher and Julian Arosa, most importantly, my personal favorite fighter, Michael Olasejek versus Kyle Braulio. As long as it stays in the feet, it will be over in the first round. Next week's card is going to be great. Thumbs up emoji. Well, that's a stretch. It won't be bad. MMA is supposed to be fun. We might have a new Prince of Positivity. Because <laughs> even... I'm not going to say anything. I'm leaving it on that. I, I don't even want to... I, I will watch the preview show this week for my thoughts on this upcoming card. Can you at least give us... I mean, the gymnastics scale could change, but can you just give me a off-the-top-of-the-dome oh. gymnastics score right now? It's got to be this below is, the norm, right? It's, this is If everything goes well, I mean, we're looking at 7.5. So, and this is this is if we get, like, knockout submissions on the prelims, you know, a couple of three-round bangers, a five-round banger in the main event. If all that happens, at best, at best, 7.5, because no matter what happens, again, you can have all first round outcuts in the prelims. This is very likely not a card we'll be talking about by the, at the end of the year. So, oh God, yeah. So the main. <laughs> so Josh Quinlan's not even fight. Like if you look at topology, it says Josh Quinlan versus Angelosa. That fight's not even happening anymore. Marcel Dorf, great. Um, reported the new opponent for Josh Quinlan, and it is. It is... Where the hell is it? Come on, man. How many Wait, which, freaking who, who, times did you tweet? Who, there it is. Josh Quinlan versus LFA welterweight champion Trey Waters. Whoa. Oh, shoot. He just won. I literally just wrote in... I think Miss Fist. I'm like, yeah, this guy's probably getting a... Oh, I did. I, I wrote that he... He... he, he uh, he fell short in the Contender Series, right? He did Contender Series. He fought uh, one, yeah. of the Bonfim, one of the Bonfim brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then his first fight since that won the welterweight title, a uh, vacant welterweight title. So nice, love that. And now he's Great going job. to the UFC. Good for you, Trey Waters. Let's go. Just turning around quick. So twelve fights, which is not bad. And you have to think with the luck the UFC's having, one of these is getting out of here. <laughs> so we're probably gonna be at eleven fights, which is a positive. Four p.m. prelim start, which is good. Pretty good main event. We got Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone, Kyle Baraglio versus Mikhail Oleksiychuk. Rest of the main card, Hidalfo Vieta versus Cody Brundage. 
Julian Arosa versus Fernando Padilla. And the opening main card matchup might be the, the fight with the longest names in the heavyweight division. Marcos Rogerio de Lima <laughs> versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. That is a main card, folks. That is your main card. And then we have the Josh Quinlan fight we just discussed. Martin Budai versus Jake Collier. The Tom oh, Levy. Budai's matched up. Oh, no. I read out a matchup for him earlier. Well, retroactive doo doo for you, sir. Sorry for whoever. Retro- Budai versus Mo <laughs> Julia, uh, we already said that one. Uh, Natan Levy, Pete Rodriguez. So that doesn't seem like it's going to go off for Pete Rodriguez. Cody Durden versus Charles Johnson. Ooh, that's, that's a, good, a fight. good fight. That's a very good fight. Stephanie Egger versus Arena Alexiva. Stephanie Egger is a really good fighter to get got very, to. Yep. Is she very not? Good. Very good. Yes. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here. Brian Kelleher, Journey Newsom good fight and opening things up fingers God, crossed let's hope it happens we both, i think we both we're both crossing our fingers right now <laughs> i'm I, and i'm my elbows as the fingers are crossed are <laughs> knocking wood Haley cowan scheduled for what this is like her third or fourth fight oh my already goodness. and hasn't competed yet against canada's own making her ufc debut jamie lynn horth ak there you go. The pride Welcome of Squamish, Squamish BC. We were supposed to have Armin Saruki and Hanata Moikano on this card. We were supposed to have Chelsea Chandler versus Danielle Wolf on this card. We were supposed to have Emily Ducote versus Pollyanna Viana on this card. Poly- that fight has been moved to May 20th. That I know. But there you go. That's uh, UFC Vegas 72 going down next week. AK will be here. I will not. Uh, I'm taking about a week and a half off. My mom is celebrating her 70th birthday uh, next week. So we're going to throw a little, sw- a little shindig, if you will. And I'm going to play, play a little golf during the week and just uh, just take a little breather from combat sports action. Florida Mike's going to be in effect all of next weekend. And then I'll be back, I believe, the Wednesday before UFC 288. So right smack dab in the middle of fight week. That's when I will return. So make sure you listen to this program. AK will be here. And don't miss Lee of a Morning, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern on the MMA Fighting Twitter Spaces, and then the following Tuesday on the MMA Fighting Twitter Spaces. AK, thank you for uh, for filling the role, filling a very pivotal seat here. Lee of a Morning, it's trending. It's trending. I'm going to be in one of those influencer boxing shows any day now, I'm telling you, with all, with all my TikToking and my spacing. Uh, I can't wait. Very excited. So... Thank you very much. Back next week to recap UFC Vegas 72 from Matchmaking Perspective. And always remember the golden rule, everybody. It ain't official unless it's on MMAfighting.com. And the rule of this program, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will have lots of fun on UFC Vegas 72's edition of this program right here. And on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 